morning and welcome. Happy Friday, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And give yourself a round of applause. We've survived another week. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, for all the dads out there, all the sons and the daughters. You're welcome. That's your final reminder. Make sure you take care of the most important woman in your life, your mother. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Uh, that's going to be uh, Sunday. My mom, she, you know, one of the things that I always liked about my mom was her birthday and Mother's Day are right next to each other. So her birthday's tomorrow. So uh, I always kind of knew, hey, it's Mother's Day. Okay, it must be Mom's birthday. Uh, and, and as long as I was in the ballpark, she 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 called it good enough. So happy birthday to my mom. Happy Mother's Day to all the, the moms out there. Have a great, fantastic weekend if you can. Got a lot going on. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And uh, in the first hour, for those of you, welcome Phoenix to hour number two. Uh, we're going to get back to uh, the greatest theft maybe ever. You know, when you think about theft and you think about, you know, you, you think about like the old West, right, where they rob the bank. And, of course, today, don't rob a bank. There's no money there. I mean, there isn't. You know what you get at the bank? Maybe they got some 20s, <laughs> some rolls of quarters, I mean, some fives, uh, ones. I mean, there's no money there anymore. And then maybe you think about, you know, someone stole artwork or broke into the museum. Child's play. Child's play to what the central bank has done to us. And we are talking about, it was a collaboration between Smith and Rice, uh, two authors. Uh, They were talking about the workarounds and the ever-growing list of workarounds that America has to endure while the central bank lies to you about inflation. And as I said in the first hour, why would they lie? Well, a couple of things. Number one, they don't want you to know how much money you're really losing. Number two, and more importantly, they don't want to have to pay for it. So everybody, and I forget how many millions of them, 70 million Americans, something like that, get a Social Security check and rob the most. Right? That cost of living adjustment that you're not getting. Why? Well, because we can't afford it. Could you imagine... You know, the, the two biggest changes to Social Security occurred in the 80s and the biggest one in 1994. There was a guy. They called him the maestro. His name, Alan Greenspan. Who, by the way, before he became involved in the central bank, was a believer that we needed to go back to the gold standard. 
because he knew, yeah, it's going to go to zero and we're going to rob people. And then he, he got arrogant. And let's face it, if you're in any form of power, you probably got some arrogance, right? It kind of goes with the, the territory. If you're the quarterback of the football team, you better have a little swag. No different than if you're head of the central bank. And Alan Greenspan, he had swag. He did. But, of course, now that he's no longer the quarterback of the Central Bank, he's telling everybody, hey, you better get your gold and you better do it quick. And I just wonder if they had kept inflation tracking where it was in 1994, because that was really the last major change. Social Security would already have run out of money. So when we talk about how much have they robbed you, how much have they robbed us, we're talking about trillions. And I'm not talking about like one trillion or two trillion. No, trillions, probably 10 trillion. And every year it grows. So these two guys, when I saw this, when I saw this article, it, it really got me thinking about how it is that we we've been able to deal with this. Because if I'm right, and they've really stolen all of this money from us, how are we been able to cope with it? Well, one one of the things that that is first and foremost is debt, right? That's always one of the, the the big indicators that inflation is far, far worse than, than what they led us to believe. And, of course, we know we're, we break records on that, but that's not enough. And they came up with this list about all the workarounds to how it is that we deal with the inflation they're not telling us about, right? From getting rid of the one household earner to not going to your favorite sporting event and so much more. We'll talk about it when we return. 800-951-0592. Before we get back to the greatest death in U.S. history, probably the history of the world. Steve Mnuchin, uh, the Treasury Secretary, uh, just released a statement saying the U.S.-China trade talks were constructive. Essentially, no deal. So the tariffs are on. Uh, They've been on now for a little over uh, 11 hours now, Eastern Standard Time, 11 hours. uh, The trade tariffs have been on. Uh, They now appear to have ended. Uh, So there will be uh, no trade agreement. Uh, The Treasury Secretary Mnuchin called the talks that they were constructive. So it sounds like they have ended. Not surprised. 
if you've been listening to me for the last two years, you already know. Listen, China's going to come out, and they're going to do all they can do. They're going to do all they can do. They want to play nice. Yeah, yeah, let's talk. Sure. Yeah, write stuff down. Yeah, write it down. You know what? How about you write it down, and then you can send it to us. And then you know what? You know We'll, we'll go ahead and read it. And then uh, every once in a while, uh, we'll get our red pen out and cross everything off. And then we'll send it back to you. And then we can have some more talks. And then you can come out and say they were constructive. Right? Because, listen, we're going to be nice about it. We're going to be, oh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. We're concerned. You know, yes. Yes, United States, I get it. Uh-huh. Well, tell, tell us what you don't like. Oh, you don't like that we make everybody that does business in our country to turn over their stuff to us. Oh, okay. Well, look, write that down. Yeah, go ahead. Write it down. Uh-huh. What else? Oh, you don't like that we steal intellectual property. Uh, yeah. I could see how you don't like that. You know what? How about we go ahead and write, write that down. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, oh, and you don't like the fact that we don't buy enough stuff from you. Okay, all right. Go ahead, write, write that down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else you got? What else? Are, oh, okay. Well, you don't you don't like our military buildup. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead, write that down. Uh-huh. Yeah, North Korea, yeah. I know, they're a problem. I don't know what to do about that guy. He's crazy. You know, go ahead, write that down. Right? And let's all say good things about each other. Matter of fact, have the president tweet some nice stuff. Right? It's going well. It's constructive. Right? That should buy us some time. And then we'll blow it all up. And then guess what? We'll do it again. Is that, I'm just, is that pattern familiar to any of you? How many times have we done this exact same thing with, like, I don't know, North Korea? Right? Doesn't it happen every presidency? Everybody decides, I'm going to be the president to negotiate it. Right? They come out and they they have a meeting with Kim Jong-un. And they say, oh, it's going good. And then right when the point that they're supposed to agree, it all blows up in our face. How many times that happened with Iran? How many times that happened in the Middle East? China's got the same playbook. Matter of fact, they probably are the ones that wrote the playbook. But go ahead, Treasury Secretary. Tell us how constructive it is. You know what would have been constructive? is if we wouldn't have wrote the ridiculous laws that we took out that allowed for these companies to do it. Allowed for these companies to get rid of the American worker. Now that would have been constructive. And of course today, you know, you know, you know where I stand on this. 25% is not enough. 
I don't care if Apple suffers. You shouldn't have went there to begin with. I don't care if Microsoft's uh, unhappy. You shouldn't have went there to begin with. Oh, General Motors, you don't like it? Same thing. Ford, Carrier, Cross Hines, I mean all these companies. GE. I don't care. You shouldn't either. 800-951-0592. That is the toll-free number. Uh, the Dow's down several hundred points right now. We'll see. I'm sure there's some more tweets. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll have an attaboy or something like that come out. Uh, gold's up four, twelve eighty-nine. Uh, silver's up about four cents as well, fourteen seventy-five. And of course, you know, at the end of the day, how did they really get it done? How did they really get all these laws rewritten? Well, the banks wanted to sell people credit cards too, you know. Right? They wanted to sell debt to the Chinese. Let's not mistake it. And of course, all the while, all the while, stealing the wealth right out of our wallets and pretending they're not doing it. So Rice and Smith put this list together. Starting when the women entered the workforce to private label foods, uh, no one goes to sporting events, you play less golf, uh, nobody's hunting anymore. These things are expensive. Country club memberships. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Never have, never will. We had a pretty good life growing up. My mom didn't work. Even though women entered the workforce in 1971. After she had me, my mom, my mom, my mom was a teacher. After she had me, she stopped working. I had, you know, there was four of us. Me and my three brothers. I was the second oldest. My dad had a good job. We actually belonged to two country clubs. Now, don't give me it's not like a country club here in Arizona where you pay I don't twenty thousand dollars and stuff like that. I mean you gotta remember now this is Syracuse, New York. And maybe you paid a couple hundred dollars to this place and a hundred or two hundred dollars to the other place. My mom liked the pool at one. And, and by liking the pool, they let us boys run a little wild more than the other place. The other place was a little snootier, you know what I'm saying? We were kind of lowbrow growing up. And then my dad liked the golf place at the other one. I mean, that was right. And they weren't that expensive. Now that's gone. Civic club memberships. Down by the hundreds of thousands, Rotary Club alone down 70,000. My dad was an optimist guy. They had the optimist club in my town. And everybody that, that I mean, really was, was anybody was a part of it. I've never actually been a part of one. Don't even know about one, really. Dennis office visits. More, more Americans want to go to the dentist. They just can't afford to pay for it. They say uh, last year alone, dentists 
down four dentist visits down four percent canceling of subscriptions count me on this one heck i used to get the arizona republic the wall street journal the financial times the wall street journal wants they want like five hundred dollars for the year five hundred dollars you know growing up you had the newspaper route and all that stuff I think uh, one time my, my mom's brother, my uncle, he took me on his route once the day that he was collecting. He'd collect $2. $2. Right? And that was for like a whole month. Homeschooling. I didn't even think about that one. In the 16 states they studied, Homeschooling is up 25% in the last four in the last four years. And I get it. They're right. It's probably cheaper. Because you know the school, even the public school, they, oh I know it's free. It's not free. It's not free. You know that. I know that. You gotta pay for everything. Right? Every, their, their hand is constantly out. Constantly. Got to raise money for this. Got to raise money for that. Got to sell this. Got to sell that. Cremation over burials. Why is it so popular, they ask? Number one answer given. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guessed it. Uh, can't afford to pay for a casket in a burial cremate me instead how about this next one and I'm a victim of this I am I'll admit it casual is fine when I grew up you know my dad wore a suit and tie every day pretty much so did every single person in my neighborhood now, you see, almost never happens. Why America now dresses so casually? You guessed it. Because it's just too expensive. Cities. The number of people wanting to leave is dramatically on the rise. And they use cities like New York, San Francisco, right? San Diego, right? People are in Chicago. Chicago is probably number one. 41% of New Yorkers say they're going to leave. Rationing or eliminating prescription medications. And, and this affects so many. Right? you got to make terrible choices. It's sad. Really, truly is. I mean, we're supposed to be the greatest country on earth. And these prescription drug companies, I mean, they are blood-sucking vampires, aren't they? Moving back in with your parents. Wow. It is incredible. 
and I'm at that age, right? So, so uh, my old my oldest son's 19, right? And he's just finished his first year in college. So we know a lot of kids that are millennials, say 20, uh, 22, 23 to 38 or 39, whatever the age is now. And I told the story, I think I told it not that long ago, where I said, you know, when I moved out of my parents' house, I was 17. I came back once for about three weeks. <laughs> right? I mean, my parents, one time I remember my mom bringing me like a bag of groceries. I mean, right? Did you even think about, hey, mom and dad, will you co-sign for a car? Uh, no. You didn't even ask. Gas money? Forget it. Get a job. Remember that? More than a third of young adults live at home. Here's the funny part. It's getting it's not getting better. Carpooling, they say, is on the rise again. Didn't know. How are we coping with the greatest theft in American history? We're breaking it down. Halftime, Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast delivering a conservative pro-family perspective since 1983. As an author, speaker, and the founder of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Mrs. Schlafly spent an astounding 70 years in public service, protecting and defending the Constitution the nuclear family, the unborn, and America's sovereignty. Following that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. This is John Schlafly, substituting today for Ed Martin so that I can share with you a special Mother's Day tribute to my mother, the late Phyllis Schlafly. For over a century, the second Sunday in May has been set aside in the United States to recognize the importance of mothers to our national prosperity and morality. Phyllis Schlafly became a mother in 1950 when she had the first of her six children. That was during a unique period in American history known as the baby boom when the average woman in America had more than four children. In the 1950s, the role of motherhood was honored and celebrated in television and movies, unlike today. Phyllis in those years regarded motherhood as her first and primary career. In that phase of her life, she devoted her full time to rearing, nurturing, and educating the next generation of Americans. Homeschooling had not really been invented then, but Phyllis taught each of her six children to read at age five before they entered school. And then years later, she published her own system for teaching children to read and became a tireless advocate of doing what she called the most fulfilling thing I've ever done, teaching your own child to read. In middle age, as many of you know, Phyllis Schlafly embarked on a second career as a speaker, writer, debater, and political activist. She earned many honors and accolades and honorary degrees. She became recognized as one of the most notable women of the 20th century. But as her resume grew longer, it always included mother of six children in the most prominent position. On this Mother's Day weekend, We at Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, and on behalf of the entire Schlafly family, we salute 
all mothers and grandmothers, and we wish you all the best Mother's Day this Sunday. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The traditional family is the building block of our communities and country. That's why it's imperative to support strong marriages, respect fathers, and champion stay-at-home moms. At phyllisschlafly.com, we oppose the liberal attempt to redefine the family. To join us, visit phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Can't stress to you how important. Take the time to put it all away. Because I'm going to... Here's what I'll guarantee you. Nobody's going to care how big your 401k is. Because it can't possibly ever be big enough. You know, you think about all the all the things that they tried to tell us. How we were supposed to do things. And I think about all the people that are in their 60s or older. Over half of the people in their 60s are delaying retirement because they don't have enough money. You would think if you had a 401k since the 80s, this thing should be worth billions of dollars. But it's not. The average balance, which includes all the big shots with their huge ones, isn't even a hundred grand. The median balance is less than fifty. They lied to us and they stole from us, period. Because here's how fiat money works. By design, it's supposed to lose value every single year. And then eventually what happens? It goes to zero because it's worth so little nobody wants it anymore. Our national debt's coming up on $23 trillion dollars. Oh, don't worry. It's going to be fine. Really? That's that's what you're going with? That's your plan? You know what? I'm going to put my head up my backside, double. I'd rather do that. Get real. The post office is broke in 2024. Well, they're already broke. Medicare, out of money by 2027. Congress, while we weren't paying attention, changed a law that allowed for the Social Security Trust Fund to not be look as bad as it is. Still going to be out at, you know, they're still saying, what was it, 2035, 2034, whatever year it was. It went down a year. That's all I know. It went down a year this year. It's not going, it's not going to last that long. It's not. I think when my son was born, it was supposed to be uh, 2050. And then it got to, to, maybe it was 2075 when I was, I, I get confused. But then it went to 20, it was 2042 for a long time. Like in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. 
So one of the funds now that that because there's a bunch of little supplemental funds, they've decided not to take it from the Social Security fund. They'll just spend government debt instead. Reverse retirement. Unfortunately, this one's a, I knew it was big. More than a third. People retired had to go back to work because they didn't have any money. And here's the problem. When you collect Social Security, you only can work so many hours. Part-time employment. Of course, you know I've been talking about these are the heroes of the economy. Americans' part-time worker and the part-time worker problem is permanent. By the way, that's not me. That's not some think tank. That was from the a direct quote from the San Francisco Central Bank. See, they already know. And they weren't talking about, hey, I only could get a part-time job. No, no, that's not what they're talking about. More Americans need a second job to make ends meet and that's a fact and they want to sit there and tell us there isn't uh, more than 2% inflation again I I posed the question uh, in the first hour where's the AARP where are they why aren't they mobilizing and getting everybody to march on the central banks to say you know what we're sick of you ripping us off where are they Trust me, they're in on it. Deflation fears. I thought this one was a really good one. Why is deflation the central bank's worst nightmare? Think about it. Wouldn't it be great if things actually did cost less? Feeding America. This is not the government. I'm not talking about food stamps. This charity called Feeding America serves 46 million people. Food stamp recipients feeds 42 million people. Credit card balances are at all-time record highs. Auto loan balances, all-time record highs. Student loan balances, all-time record highs. Average monthly mortgage debt, all-time record high. So wouldn't they want things to cost less? Wouldn't that actually make sense? Hey, maybe we could actually not have to have so many people needed handouts. This next one, another one, man, it's amazing. Payday title loan stores. When I was growing up, I never saw one. Didn't even know what it was. And there was an occasional pawn shop. That was it. There was no payday loans. It wasn't a place you could drive down and give them the title to your vehicle and get a loan on it. I don't know about in Colorado, but in Phoenix, these places are everywhere. 
everywhere. Most of them did not even exist 20 years ago. So when we sit there and we talk about where we're headed next, and you think about all the workarounds that we've had to endure, and then you start to wonder what could possibly be next, What's next? We're already working multiple jobs. I'll tell you what's next when we return. 800-951-0592. The Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ are down. They're off their lows. Yes. The Treasury Secretary said the talks with the Chinese, they were constructive. Uh, no deal there. Uh, tariff uh, war is on. The tariffs are on. We'll see how it goes. Listen, this is the Chinese playbook. We're going to listen. And we're going to nod our heads and tell you to write it down. And we're going to say we're going to maybe do something about it. They're not. They're not. What, do you think North Korea learned it from somebody? Didn't? Right? This is the North Korea playbook. Right? The only difference is instead of test firing missiles, China just sends back all the stuff that they said they were going to think about and agree to and put red lines through it all. But here you go. You want this is uh again, this is just breaking. And I'm trying to figure uh, what central bank chief that it was. One of the one of the central bank governors. Uh, I don't know which one it was. I've I've lost it here. It was a uh, a headline that flashed across my screen. Said that if the tariffs start affecting con- the consumer, they may cut interest rates. And hey, all right. Wall Street loves to hear that. Do you know how much those interest rates have cost you, by the way? These low rates that they did because they were concerned about us. Oh, yeah, we, we want to lower those rates. We're concerned. We, we, we're, we're concerned about the consumer. No, they're not. They're concerned about Wall Street and their banks. Do you know how much the lack of interest has cost us? Almost almost a trillion dollars. Think about between lying about inflation, the fact that you can't get any interest at all on your savings account, and nobody's upset. This is how big of a control they have. I keep getting going back to the ARB. Right? They just suck up the money. Where are they? Where are they advocating saying, hey, this is a bunch of crap? See, now for people that don't have any money, it really doesn't matter what the interest rate is. Right? I don't have any money. 
For those of us that, you know, try to live within our means, right, they're just robbing us. But where's it all going? Think about the list that over the last two hours, the list that I've gone through, that we've endured just since the early 70s to try to live up with this fantasy that somehow these central bankers are doing a good job. Here's how it's going to end. 90%, maybe 95% of us, dead broke. The dollar will be gone. Replaced by some form of an electronic credit that now think just think about what they can do with an electronic credit with a stroke of a keyboard now they could change an exchange rate and affect the value of your bank account they could make inflation be 10% overnight Right, instead of Trump now announcing a tariff on China, the central bank says, you know what, we gotta lower the value of the dollar today. Think about the trade war that's going on. And do you really think let me ask you this question, do you really think the jobs are coming back here? If if and it's not gonna happen, they could make these companies leave China. You gotta remember, they got 1.4 billion people there. They all, they probably all make more money selling to the Chinese than they do to us. Well, they don't. The profit margins here are much greater, right? They rip us off better. They wouldn't come here. They go to India. They go to Mexico. They go to Africa. I mean, they're gonna go somewhere. Maybe, maybe, not gonna be here. Think about the shelves at Walmart and Target. Nothing is made here. Nothing. Maybe we make bullets here and bombs. Airplanes. Nothing's made here. SUVs. Unfortunately, the parts are made somewhere else. And now they say, ah, let's devalue the currency. That's what's going to happen. That's what's next. The debt super cycle, the spiral. You know, I'm not even talking about this event that Eric seems to be thinking is coming. I don't even want to think about it. Nobody's going to care about your 401k because guess what? There's no money in them anyway. The only real question 10 years from today is how much does your portfolio weigh? That's going to be the question. How much gold do you have? You think China's buying gold for no reason? Think Russia's buying gold for no reason? You think Germany's bringing the gold back for no reason? You think Poland just all of a sudden just woke up one day? I don't know. Let's buy some gold. Austria, let's buy some gold. The Netherlands, bring our gold home. Really? Final segment on this Friday coming up. I got a nice little package for you, too. 
Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. Final segment on this Friday. Gold's up uh, twelve eighty-eight to twelve ninety. Up about four bucks, twelve eighty-nine right now for gold. Silver uh, fourteen seventy-five. Uh, the Dow, the Nasdaq, the S and P are all over uh, all of the trade war. But don't worry, a central bank governor said, "Don't worry if it gets too bad, we'll cut rates." They're going to cut them anyway. They're going to zero and well below. Uh, I got 40 packages today, and I wanted to save it today because I don't have a lot of them. We're going to get you a $5 Liberty, the old ones, 1866 to 1907, a $5 Liberty and a roll of 20 silver half dollars. So great fractionable material, fractional material, something where whether it's an EMP attack or just – Hey, the dollar's worth nothing anymore. will allow you to uh, remain some sort of semblance and be able to feed your family 475 bucks. So you get one gold piece, the $5 Liberty, 20 silver pieces in the silver half dollar, 475 bucks, 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. Call them collect. Call them direct, but call them today. Don't call me collect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that would cost. That'd be expensive, wouldn't yeah. it? So, I like that. You know, the incremental uh, material love that allows you to yeah. function in a hyperinflated or collapsed economy. You can take advantage of that. Plus, it's U.S. legal, lawful, constitutional tender. They can't make it anymore. They just ain't making it anymore. This is close to portable real estate as you can get. So, I mean, you can't go back to 1866 to 1907 and remake incremental U.S. gold pieces. Plus, you can hand them down to the next generation very innocuously. The reason the laws are in place is because when the elite pass on, they don't pay property tax. Call one 800 951 how you doing, Joe? I just snuck Good, in. Good, Eric. Just snuck in here. Remember, hop over to 1360khnc.com and hit the play button where the radio tower is. Don't just hit Eric's face. That won't do any good. That won't make it play. Don't click on my face. Don't but click on his face. In the middle is a tower. It looks like they've struck oil, but it's broadcasting. You well, it's see. supposed to be like a lightning Broadcast bolt. Broadcast yeah, tower. Yeah. So if you click on that. Okay, they've There's idiot a big play button. It, okay. Yeah, big play button there. Okay, if you can't do that, then you're a liberal, and you don't want to listen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's how idiot-proofed we've made it. And I'll tell you, i got a great show coming up, khnc1360.com. The West, according to the Arizona Republic now, the op-ed, has finally agreed on building a wall. Can you believe that? The West. The liberal. Out West here, the liberals... The well, there's, conservatives. There's finally a problem. You no, know, they just agree that we need a wall. Unfortunately, it's around the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> so the idiots will quit falling in. <laughs> it's a really big hole. You can't miss it. I traveled you can't miss it. 6,000 miles to see this one. I mean, imagine going up talking to St. Peter at the gates. What happened? <laughs> Did well, you not see the hole? I was taking a picture, and I, it's like, you can't come in here. You know, I'm sorry. You just can't come in. Somebody hit the down button on the elevator. There you go. They should put an elevator in the Grand Canyon. Now, there's a government contract. 
1-800-951-0592. Take advantage of the U.S. $5 pieces and the incremental silver and help keep Patriot Trading Group on the air. Come on over to listen to me, Eric Cedars from KHNC1360.com. We'll be with you in about five minutes after these messages. 